Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Timberwolves podcast, March 30th edition, post-game recap of the Timberwolves 119-104 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers. Joining me in studio, co-host Tim Fakeless. He was in the arena. Tim, I'm going to lead with this. When did Corey Brewer go to the Lakers? He got traded on deadline day for Lou Williams. Hmm. So he, Lou Williams is in Houston. He's a rocket. How's he doing over there, you know? He had like 31 his first game. I haven't followed him since then. No, uh, shows how much I've been paying attention. I didn't know that Brewer was starting, though. Uh, man, he is the exact same player he was in 2007. It's it's hilarious. Toothpick to legs? Toothpick legs looks like a raw prospect that might have something in the future, even though he's 32. Uh, we're not talking about Anthony Randolph. We're talking about Corey Brewer. No, right? Corey Brewer. Oh, current okay. NBA player Corey Brewer. NBA champion Corey Brewer. Uh Former uh, franchise record holder for most points in a game, Corey Brewer. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. guy. When did they get Thomas Robinson? I think they've had him all year. Really? I think so. I'm not entirely sure about that. Oh, well, we're going to find out. Um... Lakers acquired Thomas Robinson, SEO.net. Hold on. Org.com. Hold on. .gov. Oh. They signed, yeah, they signed him in September. Ah, huh, well. I'm on fire. Yeah, you are on fire. I certainly am not. Don't ask me more questions, though. One of those players had a nice game going 6 of 9 from the field. Nice. And scoring 12 points. That was Thomas Robinson, but it came in uh, a losing effort as Ricky Rubio led the Wolves with 33. Actually, this is what I was saving when we were off air. Go to the NBA Media Stats page, the homepage. Okay. You know, in the oh yeah, I in, know it. I know it. To the right side, there's the box of high scorers. Uh, Go to the oh NBA stats God. page right now. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'll wait. Log in. The listeners will wait. Oh, you got to log in. You don't have it automatically saved to Chrome. It's automatically saved. I just got to push the button. Oh, okay. Media stats site. <sighs> Dead air. That's there fine. we go. Oh. Go to, on the right side of the page, among the high scorers in the league, all of the league, at least of the five games playing tonight, three of them which have been completed, who's the highest scorer on there? Ricardo Rubio. He went full He went full Ricardo on the bit. Three of the top five are Wolves. And then <laughs> Nikola Mirotich is number three. That's funny in its own right. Get it. And in fact, on the broadcast, uh, Nikola Mirotich was included on one of Jim Pete's uh, improving players since the All-Star break. He's uh, improved quite a bit along with Dario Saric he rocks. and Ricky Rubio, who, by the way, has a 6.9 net rating Nice on the court since the All-Star break. A nice net rating, if nice. you will. Uh, yeah, you were there at Target Center. I heard the, the crowd was... It, you know, there was a crowd 
There was a crowd. There Some, were people at the game. Somewhat full? Yeah. Yeah, full-ish for a Wolves uh, game in um, late March when they're out of the playoffs. I'd uh, say it was a full game. Uh, Jim Peterson actually used the term faker fans and said there weren't a lot of them. There were some of them, but not a lot. What is your takeaway? There was, okay, so he was probably referring to like the Shaq-Kobe and then the kobe Pow bynum eras. When they were like really good, I love how you included Bynum in that. Yeah, he was he was part of. It. He had his time. Uh, when they were that good, the Wolves games were brutal to come to to the point where my dad would just stop going. Like the Kobe uh, passing Jordan game, that one happened, but that was a dismal crowd, if I remember well, that, correctly. That, I'm not even counting that. I'm counting when the Lakers are really good. It was like half Laker fans. It was insufferable. Or or more. They were definitely louder than Wolves fans, even when the Wolves were pretty good. Hey, maybe they were fans at the beginning of the Lakers franchise back no. when they started here. I think they I think they <laughs> I came into town it, when though. Golden State was in town a couple oh, weeks ago. Gotcha. If you catch my drift. I am smelling what you're stepping in. Mm-hmm. But uh, how about the beautiful people ratio in the lower bowl? A lot of beautiful people, courtside? Tonight? Yeah, that's that's like the Dan Barrero term for the beautiful people or the people who go to the games. Not to go to the games, but to be seen at the games. Uh, um, Any of those in attendance? Uh, Sid Hartman was there. Does he count? <laughs> he t- I, in fact, yes, he does count. I mean, I based call- off that description, I think he counts more yes. than just about any beautiful woman or man I, that could have been there. Correct. Well, yeah. he had his aide there. She counts as a beautiful person, right? Yeah, yeah, she counts. Sweet. I'm not about to start like rating her. What are you waiting for here? No, I was just, <laughs> I don't know. Our uh, our chemistry's off for all of the obvious reasons. I won't list more. Uh, Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns scores 32 points on 11 of 22 shooting. Ricky Rubio, as mentioned before, 33 points on 12 of 20. Andrew Wiggins, 9 of 20 shooting, 27 points. The bench, lackluster. Yeah, they... Uh... Omri Caspi, just disappointing, right? He... Is he good? I don't think he's very is good. Is he is he average? I was uh, he might be below okay, average. The one I'd guy, rather take Bielitsa. How's that? Oh, for sure. The one guy that was good off the bench, the only one that played over thirteen minutes was Dunn. Really? Dunn, you think he was good, huh? I think he was excellent defensively. Had he five assists, six rebounds. Three steals. Uh not a very good scoring effort, but hey, oh well. Plus I mean, five in terms of plus minus. He played the role that I think he's kind of destined to play as it seems right now down the road. He didn't shoot a lot. He played good defense. He scrapped. He got into two fights. Uh, Whoa, say more? Or two? Well, I mean, there was one. I don't even know what happened. But Some then I turned around and Chris Dunn was doing like the, you know, what's up type Come thing. at me, bro. And come the, yeah, at me. Exactly, the come at me, bro. Then he turned with this big grin on his face, and I wanted to go high-five him. And then later, there was like He this. grabbed a teammate and said, hold me back. Yeah. yeah you're lucky he's holding me back. There you're was lucky like, he's holding me back. And then there was like this, this – uh, almost NFL fumble-like scenario where the ball was down and everyone was trying to get it for the jump ball. And Chris Dunn, it's Gorgie and like two Lakers, and Chris Dunn just gets in there well after the fact to try to just get in the mix of things. Speaking of Gorgie. Because he is who he is. Gorgie, who has not posted eye-popping numbers during he has not. this season. He had the one play where he went to set a screen for Rubio and then at the last second rearranged himself to set a screen on the other side where he went to set the screen, which is an underappreciated skill in this league, I think. And after that happened, Rubio shot it and he crashed the offensive glass, grabbed it, jumped up and seemingly on the way down, put it back in, got the foul call, missed the ensuing free throw. But this was late in the second quarter. I thought Gorgie played really well. 
He did. That was just one. Yeah, almost had it. He was four assists from a triple double. 11, 15, and six. Four assists from a triple double. I wouldn't call that. Was he under a triple double watch? I don't think so. But it is a noteworthy thing. 15 rebounds? That's... 15 boards? I mean, he Towns does the dirty work nine. for sure. He does. I mean, he did. And he had the sweet outlet pass to Towns for a cool dunk late in the game. Uh, I, I guess I missed the thing that you saw, that you saw but. I mean, he was kind of like done also in that he was he was scrapping pretty hard. Uh, yeah, pretty much everyone in the starting lineup. I mean, Rush hit two early threes and then didn't really play. But everyone in the starting five otherwise played really well. Rubio obviously had his. Towns had his. Wiggins kind of had a quiet 27, if that's a thing. What do you think of the cornrows? <sighs> I'm for him. I'm not used to I got to get used to it. He, he, he looks like. He kind of looks like Kawhi now, and I need I need a minute. When would, he turns his back, he looks like a lankier Kawhi, and I need a second. All right, aside from Kawhi, who is the most recent NBA badass to rock cornrows? Badass? Yeah. <sighs> I can't think of one. Is it Iverson? I think so. Is it so. that long ago? I think it would have been, been like that... an awesome dude to wear. Oh, I, Cornrows like went out of style for a while, I want to say. Remember Darius Miles? Oh, my God. Do I remember Darius Miles? Oh, he's doing the bump thing. I'm doing the Darius Miles. One day I'll wear my Darius Miles jersey on this podcast. What was the movie he was in about stealing the SAT test before actually taking oh, the SAT? Shit. What was that called? I don't know. Starring Darius Miles? Though. It was called like, oh, my God, I'm looking that up. Do it. Uh, meanwhile, I think Ricky Rubio is without question the story, and we're going to get Tom Thibodeau's postgame remarks regarding Ricky Rubio's play right now. The perfect score. Yeah, it opens the floor up. I think uh, he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. Uh, he's put a lot of time into it, and it's paying off for him. you see better shots from everyone else, too, when that happens? And- yeah, well, it just opens up the floor. You know, and they have to play uh, everybody honestly. I think... Uh, you know, he's doing a good job of moving without the ball, particularly when uh, Carl and, and Wig are being double teamed. He's uh, finding open areas. Uh, he's making a lot of good reads. No, just, you know, and it's been steady. It's, you know, and, and that's the thing. And that's about, it, it, that's a lot about hard work. I think oftentimes, you know, you you tend to forget it's step by step, and the improvement it's incremental, and then all of a sudden you take a look back and you see that's significant. But if you really studied him month by month, each month has gotten a lot better. And he he took a hit early on, you know, with getting injured that first month, uh, but then after that first month, it's been you know straight uphill. Screw it! I'll yeah. let the audio run to Gorgie. Well, that's we, he that's what we need. From. We need. He's got to do all the dirty work for us. You know, he's got to rebound, defend. Dirty work was a good floor, movie, by the way. I you know, know make that read. If, if Carl's being fronted to to get up into the high post quickly, uh, to move to the proper areas, to play behind the basket, play behind the defense, put pressure on the rim. Uh, they be, may seem like small things. They're huge things in terms of winning. And the more disciplined he is, and the, the better he does with that, the, the better it is for, for all of us. For uh, That's what we need from him. Rubio, since the All-Star break, 16.8 points per game, 11.6 assists, 4.5 rebounds, shooting 43%, 40, uh, fuck it, 44% from three-point range, and uh, 47% from the field. Not bad. When does it get to the point where you just have to be like, 
Because I think after the trade deadline, I was still in the mindset of, all right, Rubio stuck around, but he's gone this summer. It just I can just feel it. At what point is Tibbs going to be like, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. This is working. I can't trade him. Has it happened? Uh, I don't know, but I was looking at uh, NBA Reddit today, and one of the top posts with 25 upvotes is, I firmly believe Chris Dunn should be our starting shooting guard next year, and here's why. And it looks to be about like 150 words. Uh, And number two for support after that is, as Ricky becomes a better shooter. Yeah, that's the key. (laughs) As Ricky becomes a better shooter, we don't need a bunch of guys who love to shoot the ball in one unit. Obviously, Ricky will come a little more down to earth as games go on. Parentheses. I can be wishful thinking in that he is going to keep improving, right? Right! And uh, But he is proving that he can take shots and uh, make them at at least an average level. So people among the Wolves fandom are already like, yeah, yeah, we can count on this. This can happen. Yeah, it's... It- I'm not suggesting that he's – this is Rubio now. If this was Rubio now, man, we'd be seeing Ricky Rubio colon all-star probably next year. But uh, if we can get something in between of that just shell of himself that we had at the beginning of the year and uh, uh, this, like, prime Jason Kidd Rubio that we have right now. Uh, Patrick Fenelon would – Shouts to shouts to you. He's been beating that drum for like four seasons. Yeah, uh, Ricky Rubio's trajectory is the same as Jason Kidd's. Oh my God! Yeah, if <laughs> we should call him or something. I'm not I'm, against it. I'm afraid to actually. He's probably four deep at McKenzie's, right? Now. Oh yeah, he's gonna be like, I got Maggie here too. I'm gonna put Maggie. No, um, I kind of lost my train of thought. Anyway, if we can get Ru- something between what Rubio was at the beginning, yeah, of the yeah, year and yeah, now. yeah, just like a good. A consistently solid shooter who, you know, everyone's going to have a bad game here and there, but plays good defense, passes the ball, and sets up Wiggins, Towns, and hopefully Levine. That's all we need, right? If he's hitting the three consistently, not necessarily 44%, but the high 30s, I'm good with that. Like, take the shots you need to take? Yeah, pretty much. I'm fine with it. I mean, I... I think I've said it before on this pod, either that or Wolves Wired. Ricky Rubio not on the Wolves is a tough thing to imagine. I'm not ready for it emotionally. I just think that unless they're getting someone very good. Or a first. Even then, I just I don't see a scenario where losing Rubio. Oh, you got to take they... the first though, right? Maybe? No, I'm not I'm not suggesting that they shouldn't take a first. Well, it's got to be a relatively high first. Yeah, I don't mid, want mid to high first, yeah. Uh, we're not taking we're not selling Rubio to the Cavs for the 30th pick. Exactly. Uh I just don't envision a scenario where and this includes trading for even a pretty high first round pick probably. The Wolves aren't worse with him gone next year. They'd have to get someone really good next year to replace him where, where they a, wouldn't fall off. Or sign That's what I mean. Yeah, oh, yeah sign a free agent. agent. Even Jim Peterson on the broadcast, because I wasn't at the game and I watched the broadcast, Jim Peterson says if you're picking point guards street style, everybody line up on the baseline and you pick the point guard that you want. Yeah. Rubio's what, 14th, 15th? Something like that. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Is that bad? That's good. It's not terrible. It's like you you love what you get when you get him, but you definitely he's not, he's not top ten. No, but do you need top ten when you have Towns and Wiggins necessarily? Like obviously it'd be nice, 
but at what cost are you willing to risk uh at, at what cost are you willing to risk to you know potentially lose rubio who is 14 15 for the chance to maybe get a top 10 because i'll tell you chris dunn does not look like a future top 10 point guard to me. no he doesn't look like a future point guard to me frankly but uh unless tibbs is trying to do something fancy in the draft this summer try to get one of those kids ball fultz uh which would involve obviously moving up really high in the draft in fact i think i just suggested a scenario that is borderline impossible I don't see a scenario where they're really going to be able to improve that right away. As an aside, is Brandon Rush on the roster next year, you think? No. Bummer. He hasn't... He's come on late, I think. He's been fine. But they can't... there are so many Brandon Rushes, I'm not going to be bummed if he's not back next year. There are so many six, seven guys that can hit the three. Tibbs should be able to lure another one. If he comes back, that's fine. He's, he's fine. He's the definition of fine. Well, all right. Well, I think that's really all we need. Any other takeaways you had from the game? D'Angelo Russell, 4-14, meh. He had some nice moments. He's no Devin Booker. You I can know that much. Oh, my God. 70? 70 points? In a loss? Oh, yeah, that was my favorite thing. In a loss. Let's mention the loss real quick. <laughs> well, I have to. As, you... as a Phoenix Suns fan, you know, I just got to say. <laughs> Did you watch the either the game or the highlights like i watched the, the replay the, the of the game yeah i loved the fans in that game because they were on the road for that game i'm blanking on where they were was it boston uh yeah uh I believe those so. celtics fans were incredible they were rooting for him louder than they were rooting for the team louder than for the celtics as they won because you know there's not a lot of suns fans who so got i've heard home <laughs> that was amazing he turns out he can shoot pretty well yeah he's awesome i really like his uh his demeanor is, you know, demonstrative as it may be. He's just smaller, so he doesn't get like like Russell Westbrook comes to mind when you think demonstrative players. But Devin Booker, it's like, dude, that muffa will kill you. When are we gonna talk about MVP and stuff? Awards. That's got to be coming up. Team soon. awards. Team awards. League awards. I think whatever. league awards should be saved for Sunday. The Wolves wired because I have I have thoughts because I've been. Uh, I'm under a new contract. My employer is. I'm under new terms. Ooh! So we have to. Uh, we I like have, how you're announcing this to the public. This I, is great. I, I'm not really announcing it. I'm burying it 17 minutes into the pod, <laughs> 18 minutes into the pod. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we need to somehow differentiate the Lockdown Wolves and the Wolves Wired pods again. Well, that sounds like more work for me. Fuck that. Not really, dude. <laughs> All you do is show up, bro. I could, it's a good gig. It's a good gig for me. Never mind. Yeah, I need terms too. I'll just there put it go. that way. Leverage. Let's give me some terms, Tom Schreier. <laughs> I'd like some terms, please. Leverage your position right here. Eighteen minutes and twenty-five seconds into the pod, <laughs> uh, I think that ought to do it. I think Timmy's said what he needed to say, and people uh, have heard enough. Uh, there's a little bit of meta conversation going on. <laughs> Unless you want to talk about the Halo World Championship, because I could talk about that for another twenty. I uh, I saw. I don't remember how it popped up, but your your Twitter popped up, and I saw this exchange you had with oh, some writer, wait. and I was like, "What the hell is he talking he's about?" He's not a writer; he's a caster. Uh, bro. See, I I don't care. And, but then El- I Elamite warrior, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I noticed it's about Halo. I'm we like, were talking oh, about the seating. It was a, it was a good draw for pool play. Straight ripping. Who ended up? How's placing. my How's my guy doing from high school? Towie. Sure. Yeah, uh, Towie. I was just about to link uh, your other boy from high school, your former roommate, Ben, 
Suker? You got it right. Shouts to Ben Suker. Who doesn't listen to this pod? Absolutely not. I'm certain of it. Uh, I was about to link him to a video. He uh, is tough, tough goings for, for Towie's team, Evil Geniuses. They failed to qualify for the world championships. Oh, God. Uh, I hope he's okay. He has actually taken a management position uh, in the uh, Evil Geniuses eSports, which is now an AP. It's in the AP style book, eSports, E capital S, Ports. Uh, no. He's taking a position. You, yeah, look it up. I see you going to that keyboard. Uh, he's taking a management position. I think he might be done coaching Halo teams. He might be, depending on what happens with Roy and Lunchbox, who uh, are getting up there in age and might consider retirement after this. Anyway. So, so, real quick. Quick. I watched a Vice documentary on? last week. Esports. Really? League of Legends? Have you seen it's the huge. crowds it's that they now. get for their like world championships? It's holy uh, crap. They com- get like thousands of people to come watch people play a computer game. It blows my mind. It's a computer game? I thought it was a You sit on a laptop. It's not a console? Oh it is. You sit on a desktop. It blows my mind. I did not know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Like I knew there were people that were insanely ex- obsessed with those types of games. I did not know that literally thousands of people oh, per yeah. like major market want to come and watch oh, yeah. these people play. You should look up. My mind is blown. Dude, during Halo, during the Halo Two uh, Prime days, during the Pro Circuit days, uh, they had a, a thirty-minute episode, or they had a thirty-minute series on USA, the channel, cable. Like, people would show up to watch. Halo 2 paved the way for competitive console gaming. It was incredible. My mind is blown just with all this. I'm just saying. I mean, they have broadcasters and analysis or and analysts for it. I'm, it's a, I'm just saying. Are you auditioning I'm right now? I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Again, much like professional sports, a lot of those jobs go to former professional players. and you know, uh? Rubes like us. You're not. You're yeah. less of a rube than I am with this. At though. least, at least on the Halo circuit. There you go. See, Pro- professional basketball. I'm, you know, couple of, you know. Yeah, that we're both rubes in that regard. I was JV once. Yeah. Anywho, this has been. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you were telling me off air. You're like tied two two in a series with a second grader, full court. Hey, there's <laughs> there is context there. I'll wait. Yeah. I'll listen. One. Open threes. Two, seven-foot hoop for the second grader. Ten-foot hoop for Tim Fakeless. Three, ten-foot hoop for me. Four, I'm not very good at basketball. <laughs> Just straight up. No, you're, you're a, you, you don't give yourself enough credit. That's what I've been told. I don't think I'm good, but that's all right. All right. Well, anyway, for Tim Fakeless, T-I-M-F-A-K-L-I-S on the Twitter. My name is Zachary Bennett, at Zachary BD. This has been Locked On Wolves. We'll talk to you tomorrow. So long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You are Locked On Timberwolves. Your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. 
and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.